Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining me. I don't do this too often, but if you get the chance, please take a minute or so out of your day and leave this podcast a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening to it at. This show has been uh, it's been an amazing experience over the last few years and we're reaching more and more people each and every episode. And well, the best way that we can continue to grow and spread the show is for you guys to leave me a review. So I appreciate it in advance. Now, today's uh, topic comes off of another podcast episode that I did where I talked a little bit about the differences or I guess it was a it was a podcast about a discussion I had on social media between what's more important in trading. Is it just the amount of time that you spend on a screen or is it getting coaching, mentorship, reading books, knowledge base that way? And my conclusion is that it's it's both, right? Screen time matters a lot, but if you're not spending screen time on the right thing, it's completely pointless. And one of the terms that I use is that a lot of people, they'll use the terminology, hey, practice makes perfect. And, and that's not true at all. It's perfect practice makes perfect because if you are consistently practicing and and uh, growing your bad habits, those bad habits are just going to get better. And when bad habits get better, you get worse, right? You probably could have had a much easier way to say that, but you guys get the point. You guys listen to the podcast. And a question that came off of it was this, Akil, I've been reading Trading in His Own by Mark Douglas recently, which is a beautiful read. It is a great book. It is one of the books that I wish I would have read a few years earlier in my trading career, but it gives very good insight into trading psychology. I also found out why I'm, why I'm afraid of dogs, which was good because now I love dogs. Um, but I've been reading Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas recently to prepare my psychology before I start trading live. What books do you recommend for emotion management? Could you make a podcast with tips in this way, uh, in the way to learn effectively? Like you said, perfect practice makes perfect. How do I perfect practice? Love your podcast, listen to it every morning, keep up the great work. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the love. And I guess we'll start with a few good books. And um, I have a lot of trading books. Most of my trading books are on trading psychology. And I've given a lot of t- uh, tips and done a lot of uh, little infographics, uh, spreading a few. But um, a few other good ones, aside from trading in the zone, are going to be uh, Market Mind Games by Denise Scholl. Um, I think she has a great way 
She's a performance coach, a, 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 I think a sports and trading a psychologist. And she has a great way of looking at things because I, I think she talks about the reason behind the reason. So it's one thing to say that, hey, I'm the mistake that I'm making is greed and fear. Um, but it's one thing to know that mistake. It's another thing to kind of take action on it. And typically when you know the reason, well, why am I feeling greed and fear? Um, it's a little bit easier to handle. So I think that's a great book. I also think The Daily Trading Coach, I believe that's what it's called. I haven't read it in a while. I think it's called The Daily Trading Coach by Dr. Brett Steinberger. Um, that's another good one as well. So trading in the zone, obviously, Market Mind Games and The Daily Trading Coach, three really, really good books on trading psychology. But more so than just reading about it, right? Following up on the previous podcast, you've got to take action. And I get asked the question a lot of times about trading psychology and, and, and Akil, I keep making this mistake and, and you know, what are some tips or tricks you have for me to stop it? And, and honestly, I'm just not good at that, right? I'm, I, I don't have any degrees in psychology, so I, I don't, I can't tell you the underlying principles of how to, you know, hypnotize your mind into doing things that you, um, to stop doing things that you're doing. I'm kind of old school, right? I'm a believer in that. Hey, it, it, the hardest part is identifying what you're doing and why you're doing it. After you identify what you're doing and why you're doing it, you just have to deliberately stop doing it, right? It's no different than, I may be contradicting myself in this statement, it's no different than any other bad habit like smoking, for example, right? If you are uh, a smoker and you want to stop smoking, right? There's no, you don't need to brainwash yourself. Um, you just need to stop doing it. Now, easier said than done. Same thing with diets. And the reason it's easier said than done is because we don't typically make change until we've reached a level of extreme pain, right? Humans are, we're very interesting creatures. I was having a conversation with my wife this morning who, she's an ambassador for, uh, it's this women's group, a local women's group that basically they educate um young women or actually anybody educate anybody but specifically young women that are having babies on um just normal education on what you need to know about your your baby how to raise a healthy child um fathers are invited as well but it's a program meant for inner city uh, people that are having young parents inner city that may not have the support that other people have and what's cool about them is they give away a whole bunch of free stuff. So, of course, when we were having our kids, we went there and we racked up as much free stuff as possible. All you have to do is go in there, you watch some videos, you take some tests. If the husband goes, you get double points because we're awesome husbands, right? And we got a free stroller. We got all of our car seats free. Basically, all of the essentials we got uh, for our baby were for free. And... Um, it was amazing because I'm like, what? Wait, really? And every time we have a friend that is pregnant or, or having a, expecting, my wife tells them, hey, you should check out this place, right? It educates you, which is something you need to be a mom in the first place. And it gets free. You get free stuff. So you can get free stuff for doing what you should be doing anyway. And I don't I think to this day, none of her friends have gone. And it frustrates her. She gets upset. She's like, I don't understand it, right? This is free stuff, expensive free stuff, $500 strollers, car seats aren't cheap. This is free stuff they're giving away, stuff that you need anyway for a kid. Why aren't my friends taking advantage of it? And it sparked a conversation about why we do what we do as human beings. And we typically, you know, we are driven by two things, pleasure and pain. Pain is a better motivator than pleasure meaning that we are more likely to take massive action once our pain threshold gets to a point where it's, it's, it's no longer manageable. 
right? Um, and, and trading is the same way, right? I think about my time learning how to trade and, and I was a knucklehead, right? Before I, I kind of became less stubborn and, and understood that I needed coaching and mentorship, I tried to do it myself, right? I was kind of old school. All the, all the success in my life has come from two things, right? Putting forth effort and putting forth effort over an extended period of time and eventually you figure it out. And I thought trading would be the same way for some reason. And I, I kept doing it, I kept failing, I kept doing it, I kept failing. And I, I planned on continuing to do it, do it, until I got to the point where I had blown so much money that I was scared. And I said, hey, maybe I need help. Now, even after I got help, I still did the same thing. I had the wrong mindset. I was, I was you know, outcome over process. I don't care about this stuff. Just show me how to make money. And I was still making dumb mistakes and didn't really make a lot of changes in my life or my trading life until I got to the point where I realized that, hey, I'm my nest egg, the money I set aside for me to go full time into trading um, was running out. And honestly, at the time, I thought I wasn't going to make it. And there was a massive amount of fear. It was kind of like fourth quarter, one second left on the clock, I've, I've got to do something. Either I'm going to win or lose this game. And it was a massive amount of fear as it, it, thinking about the future and, and going back to, you know, working 20 hours a week and, and cleaning dirty toilets and stuff at night was a very scary thing, especially as I was, I was, as I was getting more serious with my then fiance, now wife. I'm kind of old school. I'm like a man should provide. I'm like, well, you know, she's going to think I'm a loser. Her family's going to think I'm a loser. I'm a deadbeat. She's going to dump me, all this, all this stuff. And, um, it, it scared the, the crap out of me. And it scared me to the point where I went and took massive action. Now, the massive action that I took didn't come at once, right? I didn't just wake up and say, hey, I'm going to stop making mistakes. First, I had to identify what my mistakes were, right? I knew I was sabotaging myself or I, I knew something was wrong. And I went back over both ends of it. I went over the technical end first and I went through my notes. I went through everything I was doing in the market. And I was like, eh, you know, I, I have room for improvement with my analysis, but what I was doing wasn't all too bad, right? I was sticking to the plan, kind of, you know, at least initially from a technical standpoint. Um, and I was doing the right things. And then I went to the psychological side. I started going through results. And I was like, okay, well, that's supposed to be a winner. And I, I was supposed to get 80 pips out of that. And I took 60. Well, why did I take 60? Okay, that was supposed to be a winner. But I stopped myself. What? Why did I stop myself? And I realized I started tracking all of the little mistakes that I was making and, making and I realized that it was on the psychological side. So once I identified that, I took notes and I, I started tracking them and I said, hey, just like uh, just like any type of diet, right? Because I, I coach track, I know like flash diets or those type of things you do right away aren't a good thing, right? If you just try to quit cold turkey smoking, you're, you're, you're going to fail or you're going to pick up even worse habit. So I had to slowly wean my way off of the mistakes. And I made the decision that, hey, I'm going to slowly limit these mistakes. I set a goal. I want, you know, in six months, I want to be here um, and then work backwards from there. And that's how I ended up getting over the mistakes. And, and I don't know if you want to call that perfect practice because I was still making mistakes, um, but I was consistently practicing what I wanted to achieve. And at that point in time, my main goal was to eliminate mistakes. And that was a consistent practice that I made. So when we talk about practice, it doesn't, although I say perfect practice, it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect. I would call it maybe directional practice, purposeful practice, where you're practicing something for a reason. And if you go back to the final, the last episode, we we're talking about, again, the comparison to screen time and, and screen time is good. It's good to spend time on the screen, but 
is there any point of spending time on the screen if you don't know what you're looking for, right? Think about it for you guys that have done back testing, right? It's like back testing a strategy without rules, right? Many of you see that in the, the Q&A. We do our Q&A sessions and we break down the trader's rules. I'm like, well, how do I know what to do here? And they're like, ah, uh, that's why I'm confused, right? If you're back testing something with no rules, can you effectively back test it? The answer is no, right? You need to have direction. When you go through that back testing process, you go in with a very specific filter. This is what I'm, this is what I'm testing. I'm purposely looking for this and, and we should do the same thing with our trading. So instead of just spending a massive amount of time on the screen practicing, it has to be intentional practice. You have to go in with the idea of this is my problem or this is my question. This is the solution that I'm looking for. Let's practice finding this solution or making this solution. Let's practice not making this mistake. Let's practice looking for this specific setup. Let's practice doing this. Let's practice doing that. That's the quote unquote perfect practice that I'm talking about. Very specific, deliberate, intentional practice on a set goal. And if you can do that, you're going to get better and you can move on to the next goal. It's the same thing about how we teach, right? We teach, we have seven core courses on our website, right? We teach from the ground up the very foundational elements and then we add a little bit onto that and then we add a little bit onto that and then we show you how what you learned in course three could be used for that. And then we take what you learned in course two and see how you can use it on course seven, right? And it all builds on top of each other. But something that we do in the very beginning is we say, hey, I want you to approach, approach this not from a very, not from a trading perspective necessarily, but just train your eyes, practice identifying 10 pin bars, Practice identifying 10 higher, high, higher closes. Practice identifying five double tops and double, uh, double bottoms, five bullish, five bearish, right? We're given these intentional practice items just to familiarize yourself with the setups. And that way, when you're looking at the market, you're not looking at everything because Lord knows there's so much out there you can look for. You're specifically looking at one thing. And once you've purposely practiced looking for that one thing, it should be locked into your brain because you retain more when you actually practice stuff, right? You hear about it, you retain what, 10%. You see it, you retain 20%. When you teach it, you you uh, retain 90%, right? Teaching it and practicing it, you know, 70 to 90%, right? So if you practice it enough, you're gonna retain most of it. And then it's stored in your brain and you can use it later. You, you can recall it later uh, when you need to. But we're doing it one thing at a time. And this is the reason we talk about, I don't bash baby pips by any means. I think it's a great source for anyone learning to want to learn about trading. But if you go to baby pips or any other kind of educational source that teaches you everything, you're going to get confused because when you learn everything, you learn nothing. It's literally trying to drink from a fire hydrant because everything isn't necessary in trading. There's so many ways to make money in trading, right? Or be successful in trading. You don't need to know everything. You need to know a specific way. But even if you were to use a site like Baby Pips, right? Focus on one thing at a time. Instead of going through the whole course, right? Lock in on chapter one and whatever concept they teach you and practice it, practice it, practice it. Then do chapter two, practice it, practice it, practice it. And then at some point, I don't think they teach you to develop a strategy, but at some point when you get to the point where it's time to develop a strategy, you can recall all that information and use it. So deliberate practice on a purposeful practice on a very specific thing is key and doing that over and over again until you feel confident in understanding the concepts. Then once you feel confident in understanding the concepts, you're gonna be more confident in putting them together in a more practical way, right? Instead of just, hey, I can identify a double top because any trader can identify a double top, right? 
but there's a big difference between identifying a double top and identifying a tradable double top. But if you want to identify a tradable double top, maybe you need to have knowledge about structure. So you need to learn that. Maybe you need Fibonacci. Maybe you need supply and demand. Maybe you need some type of indicator, right? There's so many other things that you can now pull because you've trained yourself on them. So I hope that answers the question, but that's, that's, that is how you learn efficiently. You practice it. You, you, you take your knowledge in very small bites, right? Bite-sized chunks. You don't overwhelm yourself. You invest a certain period of time. You, you, you tell yourself beforehand that, hey, I don't have to be successful in a week. <laughs> it's funny to even say that, right? But give yourself enough time to be deliberate, to be patient, and to make sure you you know things in the right way, right? I've had traders, and I don't say you need to be like this, but I've had traders that have practiced for two years before ever going live. And for me, that's a long time. Um, but those traders haven't gone backwards. And the traders that come onto the platform that, you know, they try to go live in like a month, guess what happens? Eventually we get an email saying, hey, Akil, I messed up. I've got to go back through the whole course again. And what happens is traders like that, they end up wasting time because eventually they have to go through everything again, but they also end up wasting money. You look at the first case, maybe it takes a little bit of time, but during that time, they're doing other things, right? They're, they're building the foundation, the infrastructure of their business, whether it's saving money to fund a trading account, to have a lot of money to trade with when it's time to go live whether it's building the infrastructure of their education company, their, their uh, money management company. We have traders that have done that process and a year later have started hedge funds. Why? Because they were doing everything they needed to do in the background while they were investing that time to trade because they weren't in a rush. They were successful entrepreneurs and businessmen in other aspects. So they weren't in a rush to make money. They just didn't want to go backwards. And that's what most entrepreneurs will tell you, right? I'm, we're cool with taking our time to develop our business, we don't want to go backwards because typically going backwards means you lose money um, and time. And we don't, want to, we don't want to lose both of those. We want to invest money. We want to invest time um, and then buy time as a result in that. So hopefully that helps. I'd love to have your feedback. If you guys aren't members of the group already, make sure you join the Trading Coach Podcast Facebook group. There's not a lot of discussion that goes around there, but if you ever want to share an idea or maybe a concept, a question like this, um, with just more than me, maybe with a group of like-minded individuals, that's a perp uh, perfect place where you can shoot it over to. Just go to facebook.com, just enter Trading Coach Podcast, look for the group. Um, I'll approve you as long as you don't spam. If you spam, I'll delete you. Um, but that's a perfect place where you can ask more questions. That way you don't even, uh, you don't just get the opinion of yours truly, but you'll get the opinion of other successful traders as well. And in my opinion, more voices, more voices that are on the same track, I should say, um, are better because then you can have different ideas and you can hear about different things that work for different people. All right. Until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care. Bye.